Cynics and Saints podcast. Luke here, always joined with the Divine Master himself, Dom P. What up, what up, what up? Dom P, how you feeling? I'm doing much better this week. The cough is, uh, the plague of the cough has seemingly kind of gone away, and so I'm on, uh, I'm on, uh, I'm searching through uh, greener uh, pastures this week, so feeling better. Um, back at work, 100%, so feeling good. How are you doing? Good, good. Uh, just getting ready to go back to, to work soon, so not too excited about that, but, you know, it was a good three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> three-week vacation isn't bad. It is. It's it's uh, it's hard to go back, though. Like, I, I find myself like, oh, shoot, just thinking about it, like, oh, man, I got to go back soon. Trying to get pump myself yeah. up, get ready, you know? Three weeks is a long time to be off, too. <laughs> and you're going back tomorrow. Uh, what's today? Today's when? No, I'm going Wednesday. back Friday. So you're going back on a Friday just to get back off again on a Saturday? Yeah, yeah, just uh, just to get myself ready, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, it's like a practice. Oh, okay, I get you, you know? got you, get you back in the mix. You get yeah, one day, dude. One day on, two days off. Yeah, cause like, dude, for some reason, like working there, like you're you have to like mentally prepare to go to work. <laughs> it's really strange. You know, because it's like going, especially going on vacation, it's like two extremes, you know, like when you're at work, like our job, it's like always just fast yeah. pace, like go, 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 go. You're always, you're, your mind's always just going fast, you know? And then when you're on vacation, it's like, oh wait, I get to do nothing now? So your brain just like completely just shuts down. You know what I mean? Dang. It's weird, dude. It's like, so now I have to like prepare myself to get ready and go back. <laughs> But uh, no, it's exciting. You know, I get a. I, I think I'm. I'm getting a little uh, restless now. So yeah. When's peak season coming? Uh, probably. Usually, like right after Thanksgiving, it just starts getting like wild. It'll get real wild. Yeah, but doesn't it kind of start ramping up right now? Um, usually like a little bit after Halloween. Yeah. And then, um, and then November gets a little. You start seeing it slowly, slowly. And then right after Thanksgiving, it's just like, boom. You know, because you got like Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Miserable. It's crazy, dude. So, um, But it's good money, you know. That's that's how we get our... our it keeps uh, you in business. Yeah, we get our Christmas presents that way, so... There you go. You know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, dude, it feels good to be back. It's always it's always great to be, be around Don P. <laughs> you know, one day you're going to look back at this and be like, man, I just I cherish these moments. I'm just listening back to the podcast. <laughs> um yeah so um we just want to thank all the cynics and saints out there thank you guys for uh returning as always you know yes continue to give us feedback instagram uh we don't really use twitter that much huh no not too much but we uh, we're on there yeah i honestly don't even know how to use twitter dude yeah i tried going on there and i was just like who are all these people on here (laughs) yeah no we make more use of the gram so (laughs) if you're out there you're wanting to talk you want to chop it up uh yeah uh hit us on the dms or uh, leave a comment yeah, or, you know what, share with a friend, you know. Uh, let people know what's going on out here. You know, that's what we're for. We're here to uh, to just talk and be a voice to you guys. So, for you guys, I should say. Um, yeah, tell, tell your family, tell your friends. Let them know, like, hey, something's going on on the, on the interweb. You guys got to check it out. There okay. you go. Well, let it stir up a conversation. Yeah, that's true. That I mean, that's kind of that's kind of like the whole point. That that's why we started this. So we should, you know what? Actually, Dumpy, I gotta kind of straighten something out. Huh. I ran into somebody that I used to go to church with. Uh huh. 
and um he's like hey what's up man i was like hey what's up i saw him at uh i don't know is it the market or target it's yeah the, it's the same thing anyways he's like hey let's see your podcast and i just looked at him like oh that's cool he's like <laughs> i just saw his face like it wasn't like a excited face you know yeah and uh he was like yeah man he's like um you don't think you don't think anyone's gonna be a little offended by it and i was like uh oh, well that's not really the point you know so like offended by the content or offended by the honesty um i don't know i guess just because like we kind of talk about like past uh our past churches and stuff like that oh so but so i just want to clarify for everyone out there in no way is this like a church bashing podcast of any kind if we offend you get over yourself because that's not what we're trying to do here Mm. you know what i'm saying like we're just here we're we're two christians that just we love jesus we got to talk about issues I still, I still love all the people that I went to church with. I have no problem with anyone. Yeah. Well, maybe a couple of people, <laughs> but who doesn't? But dude, yeah. I see, I see people all the time that I, that I used to go to church with and chop it up with them. You know what I mean? I, I have no. I know I talk a lot about. I talk a lot of crap about churches, but if you guys go to those churches, I still love you. I have nothing wrong with the people. Everybody's great. Good people. Great people. <laughs> huge people we love the people <laughs> beautiful, beautiful beautiful people. people they're just great people we do i love everyone don't pee i'm not trying to trying to start no ruckus you no know? no but i mean at, well at the same time we do have a set of experiences that we do reflect on often and so yeah the intention isn't necessarily to offend as much as just to reflect yeah and to be honest with ourselves because what we're finding out more and more often at least i am as we're um, getting messages and texts and stuff like that is a lot of people are resonating with these experiences and that we're not the only one that have uh have these kinds of experiences in churches and so while we don't necessarily mean to offend um we are humbled to at least be able to part play a part in opening up discussion about what's happened um, with people's experiences that have happened both um, inside, around, and um, outside of the church. So, I think anytime we can do that, to um, you, while we, I know we want to be more engaging, and we don't necessarily want to put anybody on blast, but um, yeah, it's just we do want to reflect on our experiences to be able to think on them. Uh, meaningfully while at the same time if it if it opens up a conversation for somebody to be able to reflect on the only experience i think we've done well yeah and maybe it maybe it's just going to get somebody to think like maybe they're on staff at a church and they hear something i say or you say but mostly me (laughs) (laughs) no but seriously Mm -hmm. they hear something that we're talking about and like makes them think and like hey maybe maybe we should think about what we're doing here you know what i mean yeah so yeah let's just get that out there let's clarify for everyone out there look we ain't trying to start none, okay? I love everybody. If you see me, say hi. I wasn't talking about you. <laughs> or are they going to get offended by the gun thing? Because uh, they're an uh, NRA member or something. I don't know. I mean, I got no problems with gun people at all. Yeah, I mean, me neither. So, like I actually I said, got a lot of good responses from the gun one. People really? more, yeah. That's good. I mean, like I said, dude, if I had money, I'd have a gun. <laughs> I'd probably have, like, dude, I'd probably have one of those, like, things where you open your couch and there's just, like, a bunch of... <laughs> James Bond, it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger Commando with a shopping cart. Yeah, you just sm- you just elbow a painting, all of a sudden a <laughs> shotgun flies out. Yeah, but yeah, dude. So, so um, please, guys, that's not what we're about. We're about love. We're about helping people, right? Right, dummy. Yep. You know, like, and yeah, I talk crap about churches all the time. That doesn't mean I'm talking about you guys, okay? My kids started going to church. Did I tell you that, dumpy? No. What happened? They're going to a youth thing on su- on Saturday nights. Hmm. so they're liking it too so that's good you know that's always good 
yeah so shout out to that um that youth group out there giving it to uh taking it to my kids <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there you they, go. they dude they loved it like jeremy came back he was really Pumped. excited yeah so yeah you know, i heard you tell them read your bibles yeah they're they're at that that age right now where you know they need they need something like that you know so mm-hmm. i mean here i am the guy talking crap about churches and my kids are going <laughs> yeah well i mean well my my biggest my my whole thing is like sunday mornings you know that's my thing yeah so i have no no problem with like youth groups and stuff like that so yeah and again we do want to open up a place where uh, i guess for too long i mean the one thing is like you just kind of keep your mouth shut and not that we necessarily just want to do verbal vomit everywhere but uh, yeah there there are points where we do need to air out some grievances and that uh in order to be restored, to be reconciled, and to move forward to see how we can do things better because we are, I mean, we are on the cusp of, uh, with different, I mean, I guess this will segue into some of these we want to talk about today, um, culturally, politically, on um, what does it mean to even be the church in the world? And if we can't talk about, if we can't meaningfully talk about wh- what is the church, is there a different way to do the things we do? Do we have our priorities straight? What have our experiences been? And if we can't talk about them without people um, getting rubbed the wrong way, for better or for worse, then we got no hope. That's, we got no chance. That's true, man. That's the... Well, and it's kind of like... Well, I guess we can start getting into it, but like that's like the, the culture we live in is like you can't say anything nowadays without somebody getting offended by something. Yeah. You know, the, the PC has just gone insane, dude. It's out of control. It's out of control, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how it is at your your school because you work at a college, mm-hmm. but I know there's like, I mean, it's like it seems like the college campuses are like hypersensitive. Like, I I don't know if it, it's like trickling mm-hmm. down to like the Christian universities. Yeah, but like I'm, I'm like seeing stuff all the time, like safe spaces, and there's a there's a room at I forgot it was like at Yale or something they had like a room for with like teddy bears and coloring books for kids that didn't feel safe mm-hmm. you know what I mean like it's just like getting way too hypersensitive yeah but at the same time I do want to provide some kind of counterbalance because we are living in a much more anxious age um, and in an age where both abuse single parent homes and violence are pretty prevalent in a lot of the population um they call them gen z um it's i believe it's i forget which age from which age but i know it's college age students that 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 that's the specific age that they're at and so um at the school i'm at it's not it's not necessarily to that extent um but anyway there have been talks about race there have been talks about um white privilege there have been talks about equality um, I mean, we don't have necessarily rooms with all the teddy bears and stuff like that because I'd be the first one in there to take a nap. Um, <laughs> yeah, that sounds like such a good space. Um, the nap it, space? That's exactly that's what it sounds like. It's just a place to chill. Um, if they had puppies, I'd be there every single day. So, um, But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just one of those ways. And granted, like I'm saying, because the statistics are just so out of control that Aside from the PC thing, just anxiety is just out of control, especially for um, students ages 18 to, you will go, we'll put them in mid-20s. Um, and that's the thing. I don't know if it's always been this way. I mean, we could say, well, it's always been that way, Dom P. It's just kids can't handle it these days. Um, and while that may be true, we're definitely not living in the same time period as we were 20, 30, 40 years ago, and especially with technology. I was just talking to Abby the other day, um, 10 years ago, passing notes in class. 
<laughs> Do you like no me? Texting. Check one. <laughs> yeah, circling stuff, yeah. having the little hearts, shaping the little origami hearts and stuff like that. Like, dude, it just the, the breakneck pa- uh, breakneck pace that we're at right now is just it's in a lot of ways it's maddening to not necessarily anger but chaos. Yeah, it's it's really strange, dude. I mean, these kids don't even talk on the phone anymore. They just text message each other everything. It's mm-hmm. weird. It's convenient. It's really strange, dude. Yeah. I don't understand it. Like, I, I remember uh, <laughs> we went to, uh, we were at some burger stand. I forgot which one. And the guy was, uh, he wanted to ask the girl out. He saw this girl he liked. And he goes, hey, what's your, um, he's like, what's your Snapchat? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, he didn't ask for her number or anything. He just wanted her Snapchat. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it's called, but he said something like that. And I was just like, what the heck? Like, that's hmm. weird, dude. <laughs> isn't that weird yeah i but mean it, but it's normal to them yeah but you know? say but that's that's for uh yeah if you're on snapchat i guess that makes sense yeah but that goes into like people being like online just like not being who they really are you know what i mean so i don't know that i just thought that was really funny because he just said like hey you on snapchat girl <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i guess i guess that's one of the that's one of the ways to do it now yeah, dude, I don't even, I, don't, I honestly, I feel old because I don't know how to do any of that stuff. So, <laughs> I, I, I'm i telling you, dude, I, I don't get it. <laughs> like, yeah. I have a smartphone. I always get, like, the newest smartphone, and I think I just use it for, like, GPS. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the most I use it for. <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, man, so, um, yeah, dude, just please, everyone out there, if you get offended, relax. That's all I'm saying, Don P. Relax. Take a chill pill, bro. You know? Take a nap. You take a nap. Get your teddy bear. Get your coloring book and take a nap. <laughs> okay? Um, so, yeah. the um, What we were going to talk about was uh, since, you know, it's getting closer to the election. And I don't know, I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, <laughs> Tommy, but um, it's getting pretty political out there. <laughs> eh, it's, always, it's always been political, hasn't it? Uh, it's been getting a little, little crazy out there though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Debates are happening right now. Are they really? Oh yeah. Presidents, presidential debates guys, they're out, they're out there. So, uh, so what we were kind of talking about earlier, uh, was pretty much politics and the pulpit. So what is the church's responsibility when it comes to politics and how far is too far? Yeah. And mostly what what I want to address is mostly like Sunday services, pastors giving their sermons, maybe abusing it a little too much. Cause I, I know, okay. Jesus was super political. He said he was King, not Caesar. Right. Exactly. So, if you're dr- if you're teaching the Bible correctly, there's no yeah. way to avoid politics. No, because it's in the Bible. Yes, you know what I mean. So, my my biggest problem is like when pastors start using the pulpit as a way to propagate their political views. Give me an example. Well, like okay, like I've heard I've heard pastors say that. President Trump is there to um President Trump <laughs> President Trump's there if God has sent President Trump to 
President Trump. <laughs> Every time we say his name, it's going to go off <laughs> to to help America. But then I've also heard pastors say to pray against this guy that yeah. he's pretty much like an evil tyrant. Yeah. You know, f- behind the same pulpit. You know what I mean? So, like, I think there has to be some kind of way to make sure that pastors aren't doing that. Dude, I remember I, me and Lauren were going to a church down the street. Yeah. And I would do that. We were so happy because this was, like, after the 15 churches. <laughs> after your tour? Yeah. And we, we dude, I was so happy we finally found one. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is cool. We were going for, like, a month. And then I think one of the shootings happened. I forgot. Mm. It was one of the school shootings. Yeah. And this pastor just decided to go on some hardcore gun control rant, dude. Atta boy. And I was just like, I just got up and I left. <laughs> nah. I was like, screw you, dude. Like, whether I agreed or not with his, like, gun control thing, that wasn't the point. I don't like that pe- that pastors use their influence like that. Because like, whether you like it or not, you guys have an influence on your congregation. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's one thing to, like... To go and, like, look, you want to speak against violence and murder? Yeah. That's cool. But don't tell me about your freaking gun reform ideas. You know what I mean? You want to talk about murder? That's cool. But don't talk to me about abortion laws. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what, what was he, so he was doing what? Was he telling well, he, giving you, like, his five-point plan? He was pretty much just saying, like, how we need to take guns off the streets from everyone like pretty much take everyone's guns away Mm -hmm. so like whether like i mean we had this conversation last podcast but like whether i agree with that or not that's not the point the point is like dude there's some stuff you just you got to draw the line somewhere you know what i'm saying yeah you know there's a difference between addressing an issue biblically and then just giving your opinion because there could be another pastor somewhere in texas that is saying like everybody go grab some more guns and so that's exactly what they're saying in some places in yeah, Texas. Yeah, so, like, dude, you can't, you can't do that because, obviously, your congregation respects your opinion. Most yeah. of them follow it half the time. So, like, dude, if you want to talk about politics, tweet it out, bro. Get a podcast. Talk about politics all you want <laughs> to. All I'm saying is when it comes to the pulpit, keep it to yourself. Yeah. You feel me, Tommy? Yeah. So... Speak like I'll put on the the pastor hat right now. Um, you should always have that hat on, don't you? Oh, I always have the hat on, but sometimes it's a beanie <laughs> hidden underneath the <laughs> professor. Well, come that, over. Apparently, that's the new pastor hat is a hipster beanie. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> that's what it is right now. Um, so specifically, as a pastor, a Christian one at that, um, that the first and primary person that we have our loyalty to loyalties to is jesus which it's kind of like of course duh that's one-on-one stuff but at the same time all the issues that you're bringing up are pointing towards something going on between again what you're bringing up is between nationalism and where um at what point do we salute the flag and what point do we say hey uh jesus is king not president president trump him or uh obama 
I don't think you have him on there yet. Um, uh, or I lost, I lost any other, those ones. Yeah, Netanyahu, whoever you want to bring up that they're not keen uh, uh, Jesuses. And that's that's the same statement that's been through the ages. Everybody um, from early on, from uh, Nero and Caesar all the way through, Constantine, no matter which uh, who came up, who came through the ranks, as keen or as dictator, or as ruler, president, monarch, whatever you want to call it, but that Jesus was first and foremost keen, and so the loyalties of the church um, – First and foremost, are to Jesus, despite what the appearances are, especially during, I believe it was during the 40s and 50s, um, you start having this resurgence, not resurgence, but you ha- start having this tie between um, what the church in America, I don't say used to be, but between corporate America and how that started leaning and pulling in the evangelical church specifically. And so now you have this uh, patriotic service in, uh, in church because, again, you have um, America at war. Um, you have all these, um, Im- the import of all these, um, again, specifically American national holidays um, that now are celebrated in churches, which, again, it should be a conflict of interest. And the fact that it isn't probably says something weird about us as American Christians than it does about necessarily what it means to be a Christian in general. Um, because, yeah, it's it's one of those things where our specific, first, specifically to support a president is kind of negligence in... President Trump! Or, or him or anybody else um, is negligence on part of the pastor. Why? Because, again, our ultimate discipleship is to Jesus. Can important decisions be made? Can informed decisions be made? I believe it, absolutely. Um, yes and amen, they can be made. But at the same time, um, I'll have to double check on this, but I think it might be illegal to support a specific president. If it's not illegal, it's really negligent because there's just too much nuance to be had by passing out specific tracts or guides for voting, Wait, usually specifically Republican. It's illegal for a church to support a president? I think so. If you're like a 5013C or something. Yeah, I think oh, okay. it's something along those lines. Like I can say, don't, don't, don't quote me on that. Do your own research. I'll be doing my research after the show just to make sure. Um, but I know it is kind of malpractice. It's not necessarily, again, if it's not illegal, it's at least malpractice um, in terms of supporting one specific person and making it public and saying, you, should, you guys should all do the same. Um, why? Because, again, it's what demands, what's demanded more is conversation than just telling people to vote one specific way, which historically has been voting Republican conservative when they don't have a right either. Yeah. And so, again, to not be able to inform people about the nuances either politically, but then again, it, it calls into effect that should, it calls into the question that should Christians be in pol- involved in politics and civic life, life at all? Ooh. Um, well, here's the thing, and this is kind of like going a little, uh, we'll bring it back to the church, but that's kind of like a, um, I think if politicians did it the right way, they should be able to argue their, their point. If they have like a, some kind of whatever, like say abortion, like you should be able to have a secular argument for that and not use the Bible in any way to influence a vote. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, you should be like Christians should be voting like with what what they believe, but there should be a good secular argument for that, not just using scripture and telling people, you know, whatever's quoting whatever scripture. Um yeah, dude, obviously like Christians should be voting. I mean, I I don't vote, but mm-hmm. I voted, but I I didn't vote uh You I should. Vote, I vote for like the um like the bills and big, stuff like big that. Big elections. Yeah, I, I don't 
the president one i, I leave blank hmm. <laughs> it doesn't matter in california anyways it's going blue so yeah <laughs> it doesn't even matter like whatever you vote for it's it's already going one way but yeah like yeah, yeah christians pr i mean you should be voting dude you know yeah vote for but just know that like you should have a secular way of arguing your point other than just using the authority of the bible because not everybody believes that as a politician and as a christian like say you're talking to somebody at work or something and they they want to know what you think about a certain law that's being passed whether it's like gay marriage abortion whatever you know they got those abortion laws in georgia that just passed or whatever yeah but like you should be able to argue that with secular arguments and not use the bible yeah so yeah be involved get involved just uh do your research <laughs> yeah and the reason i bring up the question about um christians being involved in politics is because especially the church in america where well like how involved are you talking about like a christian politician or at just all like just i'm saying christians involved with civic life at all and voting and stuff like that um like i was saying it it might sound like a complete withdrawal but i do need to say that um we can't assume that being a good patriot means that you automatically make for a good Christian, which has oftentimes been the assumption that if you don't salute America, then your Christianity, your Christian faith is called into question. Um, again, when historically that hasn't been the case at all, and it's only come up um, within the last maybe 100 years, um, with this association between what it means to be a good Christian means to be a good um, citizen. Um, when again that necessarily that wasn't necessarily always the case and so specifically to uh, the withdrawal of the church um, guys like Hauerwas would say is the fact that Christ, uh, the church its first um, order of business its first responsibility is to be the church yep. it's it's not to Christianize America it's not um, to try to coercively or manipulatively um, use its uh, powers with both in terms of numbers and politically to try to coerce the world into being Christian. But the first uh, responsibility is to really be the church and to witness to this resurrection of Jesus. Um, and again, it's, it's just, it's just hard to see that. And so when we start arguing again about how political um, can pastors be in church, um, that the first move is that first, again, like you had mentioned, that Jesus is political by nature. Of what he says, he dies as a political um, person. He dies a political death under the hands of the Romans um, as an enemy of the state, um, as a threat to the Romans. Um, so kind of by its own very nature of what he's doing is um, political activity, even if it does have spiritual implications, which, I mean, there's always spiritual implications to political decisions that get made, whether or not we um, see them, um, in terms of uh, whether it drives more people into poverty, or whether it means higher crimes or lesser crimes, or whether abortions happen in back streets, or if they happen out in the open. Regardless of the position, there's going to be some kind of ramification civically that um, Christians have either have the opportunity to engage or, have the oppor or um, again, try to use coercive power to try to make an event happen, um, which... In America, we can kind of seemingly get away with it because in some ways we can kind of play God. In some ways, because again, with what's happened with the current president, um, President Trump, him, um, that his plain to um, evangelical Christian voters, he's seen them as a force. And why, I don't know why, but for some reason that evangelical Christians refuse to, to let up.
they refuse to give up on it. And again, with the thought that this guy is going to protect us, that this is our guy, the one that God has sent in order to protect us. And mind you, the, there's only one chosen person. There's only one chosen one. There's only one, only one that's been sent. It's Jesus. And so again, it does call into question nationalism or actual Christian faith of what's actually being lived out. And our role and responsibility to live at the church does seem to does seem to need some work. Yeah, a lot of work, because the way Christians do politics, quote unquote politics, should be fundamentally different than the way the rest of the world does politics. But it doesn't necessarily seemingly always always it doesn't always seemingly seem to be the case. Yeah, that's um, it's so. Wait, are you a separation of church and state guy? Um, probably if I sat down to seriously think about it. Okay. I was for a long time. I still kind of am, but I'm starting to like kind of look at things a little differently. How so? Well, because my, my thing has always been like, <laughs> look, church, you guys can't have your cake and eat it too. So like, okay, you guys want you guys want to vote on stuff and like protect you guys, but at the same time, if the government says, "Hey, you guys got to start, you know, whatever marrying gay people in your church, whether you like it or not, you guys are going to have to do it." You made a deal with the devil. You know what I mean? Like, dude, that's that's real, dude. Like if you guys want to do this church and state together, it's not going to always go your way. That's a two-way street. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I would be perfectly fine with giving up a 501c3 tax status. Mm-hmm. Um, push comes to shove. Um, state wants to persecute churches and throw everybody out and force these kinds of decisions. I would be absolutely fine. Let's all meet at a house. That's the way we'll I've been, that's the way I've been saying, dude, the whole time, Don P. That's what we're doing right now at the <laughs> church I'm at right now. That's what we're doing right now. So, I mean, we're not dependent on meeting in a building and getting yeah. tax breaks. That's true. Yeah, I mean. It's yeah. nice, but we're not dependent on it. Yeah, I think I just I think people don't really see it that way. It's just more like, oh, well, we got to make sure we vote and push our which is fine, dude. Like, hey, you guys vote. You guys want to vote against abortion because it's murder. Good. Just make sure you have a good argument for it, you know, other than just the Bible. Like I said. Yeah, but at the same time, I do think that as a Christian, I'm not sure how possible it is to have a kind of quote-unquote secular argument. I do understand a well-reasoned argument, um, but the way we do politics, I mean, especially as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, like Jesus is the lens by which we view everything. Now, there's a train in the background. Shout out to all the train drivers out there. There's a train out there, guys, if you hear that. It's the... um, The Pico train. It's the 830 train, so... (laughs) There you go. Um... But yeah, like saying, as as a Christian, it should be very difficult to secularize our argument because of the fact that our falling to Jesus now directs and leads the entirety of our lives. And like I said, I get it. To have um, a well-reasoned, rational uh, argument or thought or opinion, perspective of whatever the matter might be, um, is good to have, but again, as people that are being formed to the image and person of Jesus, shaped by what we do in church, shaped by our worship, by our, our prayers, um, shaped by Jesus, it ought to be difficult to be able to maneuver and to do politics outside of that kind of framework, outside of life, death, and resurrection in Jesus. That's true. Yeah, I like that. I mean, look, dude, you know how I feel about politics. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a dirty game, bro. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, I, I kind of agree. Like, dude, I don't know if you can be 
a politician and go to heaven. <laughs> Dude, it's dirty, bro. Like maybe like on like the city level, it's not that bad. Like people actually care. Like Leslie, nope. <laughs> oh dude but i doubt it <laughs> but dude like once you get to that like once you get past once it gets into like the governors and mayors and mayor up dude i think you got a problem i think it's i think it's just super who's below dude. the mayor like city council members and oh okay you know like stuff like that like <laughs> hey what are we gonna spend them are <laughs> the we pta gonna? president yeah yeah like <laughs> 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 no just like you know like the city council people they budget money and like hey let's fix the street and stuff like that people actually care like hey we want to help the schools out yeah but then once you start getting to like that next level dude it gets nasty yeah it's nasty dude that's that's when money gets starts getting involved yeah there's no winning dude nope so that's also why i don't think people should be pushing their agenda behind the pulpit why because it's dirty it's dirty business dude politics are nasty and that's just your opinion. You know what I mean? Like, if you're the pastor up there, like, that's your opinion. Stick to the Bible. Yes. You want to talk about sexual immorality? That's great. Go for it. That's what you're supposed to do. Especially if you're going book by book, like some churches do. Mm-hmm. Like, every week, it's just, we're going through, you, you, I mean, you go through Exodus. What does it talk about? It talks about all that stuff. It talks about murder. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you, you can't avoid those subjects, but there's a way to do it without pushing your political agenda you know what i mean yeah and that's kind of like where it gets a little little tricky for me and i don't like that dude yeah so what happens if you say you're teaching through romans as you kind of stated uh-huh. and you have a passage like romans 12 where uh paul's writing that don't take revenge um but leave room for god's wrath for it's written that it is mine to avenge i will repay says the lord <laughs> As far as like murder, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I'm just saying. As far as go for like you're saying, if you wanted to take that text, that um, it's because of that reason that um, we should restrain from going to war. I mean, as long as you're just like trying to explain what the passage says, and not say like, "Hey guys, that means don't vote for this guy because he believes in war and he's he wants to go to war with Afghanistan." Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you're, like, strictly just trying to break down what a verse means and give the context, then that's fine. But yeah, don't tell – don't hand out ballots to your – mock ballots to your congregation. <laughs> <laughs> Voter guides. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's where I have the problem with, dude. It's like, first of all, you should have people on both sides in your congregation in the first place. Right? Yeah. You should or you shouldn't? You should. Yeah. You should have all walks of life there, dude. Yeah. So if you're going up, if you have Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, whatever you have in your church, and you're going up there saying that, you know, Trump is Satan, and you got people that actually President Trump voted for him, <laughs> that's never going to get old, dude. Never. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, I don't, yeah. I don't think that's your responsibility, dude. Yeah, like and it could be more divisive than anything else. Yeah, and if people want to come and talk to you after and be like, hey, what do you think about this? Like, I was thinking about voting for this guy. What do you think about him? then okay, maybe you can give your opinion. But to go up, I think that's just like an abuse of power, dude. Yeah, it's hard to have nuance when you're on a microphone with a limited amount of time. <laughs> but I mean, dude... Which like is why these podcasts run for like an hour and a half. <laughs> but dude, if you're, if you're teaching the Bible the right way, it shouldn't be a problem. Or if you have 45-minute sermons. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh, 45 minutes. Yeah. Well, you're not supposed to be having sermons in the first place, Dumpy, on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> apostles teaching. The breaking bread with the apostles teaching. There you go. That, yeah. That's for the middle of the week. Yeah. <laughs> Small group. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I mean, like you're saying, it, I mean, g- I guess to the benefit of what of a lot of pastors of when they do do that, that they are in their efforts looking out for their best interests of their congregants. However, we may differ in our thinking or opinion, but to try to consider and to think the best that they're sincerely thinking that they're doing the best that they can do um, and trying to push one side or the other. And again, um, it's it, it's one of those things where, again, like you had mentioned, that if it's just generalized statements, then that's going to be very difficult. But I think... Obviously, with the obviously the best approach in being so, we just came off a eight, nine week series talking about we went through and we worked through specific kinds of issues um, over at the church and the pastor over there. Um, he worked through the issues pretty well in that he presented um, different sides of certain arguments. And obviously, we have to come down on certain positions. But um, like we did talk about um, life and abortion um, and included abortion and immigration. Um, but even with those two issues, that life is on the line for those two issues, is that um, the kingdom of God is bigger than political parties. The kingdom of God is bigger than voting for one specific president and to who our allegiances lie. It's 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 bigger than red or blue, and so President Trump. It's bigger than that guy too. <laughs> um, <laughs> But that that the kingdom of God does do its own kind of politics, and it's a politics that turns everything upside down, where people who are now, who were once in a um, powerless position, are now the ones that are inheriting the earth like the meek. And so you have ones who weep, who are now... um, who are now being comforted and you have people again over and over again that you have these people who are um, humbled that you have these people who have nothing but then gain everything because they're involved with the kingdom of God and so these kinds of politics of what God does and what Jesus introduces to us is one that starts at the bottom and works its way from the top but with the way politics works oftentimes the opposite is where you have coercive power working its way to try to implement rules and laws on people um, that just ends up in some ways making things worse than it does to make things better as much as uh, everybody's trying to work towards the common good. It just, <sighs> the church gets itself in trouble, I think, when we start depending more on politics than Jesus to be able to get us either out of trouble or to position us in some kind of place that makes us more comfortable than it does uh, prove our witness more effective. And let's not forget that biblically speaking, Israel, they get themselves more in trouble when they're settled in the land than they are in the wilderness. Dang, so you think we should be traveling more, Dumpy? No, I'm just saying that we need to be, we definitely, I don't say, I'm not saying we need to be paranoid, but we should be more uh, vigilant with, with our idols and those things that we place our trust in and saying, especially in a country where there's, I mean, the government's not really coming after us as Christians. The government's not really like, I mean, in, in some respects, maybe. Um, but again, we're not going to lose sleep over the fact that their government might bust down the door mm-hmm. and start shooting us up because they see a bu- they saw us toting Bibles or talking to somebody about Jesus at work, yeah. as is the case with some people in certain countries. Yeah. I mean, well, we'll talk about this later, but I just want a real quick answer. Are you uh, pre-trib or post-trib? Neither. Everything's in the Bible. Ooh, dang. Okay. We're going to have a, we'll do one about that. I just... Because you said we're talking about like persecution and stuff like that. Yeah. So no, that's interesting. 
Yeah, both positions are in the Bible. That's what that's what I I remember reading uh, both positions, and I was just like, all right, you can make an argument for both sides pretty easily. Yeah, you know what I mean. But to even try to predict what's going on there, and this is going to be an aside to kind of miss the point. Jesus is coming back soon. Be ready. Doesn't matter when it happens. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready, Dumpy. In a real way. That's right, baby. Yeah, um, I, I kind of like what you said, though, about, like, you know, Christians being more vigilant. And I was kind of thinking about that, too, when, like, this whole, like, immigration thing started. Because mm-hmm. I was like, dude, all these people, I see, like, so many people, like, complaining. And, like, dude, it's like, how come, like, churches aren't, like, having orphanages made in in Mexico or, like, helping out in Mexico more? You know what I mean? Yeah, we are. We're going down to Mexico in December. Dang, that's tight. Yeah, for Christmas. All right, there you go. The well again. Let's shout out to the well. You guys, yeah, are, yeah, yeah. You guys are in my head. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no yep. like everybody's so outraged and like blaming Trump. He's a tyrant. It's like, dude, what are you guys doing then? How come nobody else is helping? Yeah. How come nobody's addressing the real reason that's going? The real subject here is these people are like fleeing from their country. Mm-hmm. Because, <laughs> like, well, like, how, of how about how about a bunch of American Christians go over there and start building a bunch of missions? Whatever happened to missions, Dom P? We need a we need a mission a a Dom P Capistrano somewhere. Dom P Capistrano. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I mean, again, uh, we're gonna have to back up a little bit because a lot of dude American intervention messed up a lot of Central American countries where a lot of people are coming from. So. I don't know if the chickens are coming home to roost, Bobby Boucher, but again, it's hard because while we have American responsibility for what's happened down there with toppling over governments and destabilizing the entire region, that us as a church, how do we respond? Dude, there's stories coming out. Uh, If you want to look up uh, Matthew 25 uh, movement, that they'll take groups and go out there, wander in the desert and put down water bottles people like those stashed water bottles and they'll find clothing they'll find old water bottles but they're out there they're doing they're doing the, the dang thing so um there are people going out there to do stuff and again it's some of them have been arrested because that's supposed to be illegal to help illegals to continue to cross over to the country um but yeah it's it's just easier <laughs> it's it, easier it's easier to send out a mean tweet than it is to go organize a group and go do something <laughs> yeah, you don't have to cancel work to tweet something out. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just saying, guys. You guys, pastors too. Like you guys, instead of saying something like, "Hey, you know what? I didn't like the way these kids were in these cages. Why don't we go get a group together? Let's go start a. What did I call it? San Juan Don Mastrama. Yeah, Don P Capistrano. There you go. Let's go see, yeah. dude. I remember going to orphanages when I was a kid, like in TJ and stuff with yeah. my parents at their church. Yeah. You know, we would go for for the day and, like, cook for them and give them toys and stuff like that. It was cool. Ah, uh, you came as the uh, came as the colonist. <laughs> Save the day. Well, you know, at least we're helping. Yeah, your, your presence there, which yeah. that's the most important part. Yeah. Um, but, dude, come on, guys. Everybody's just sitting around. All they want to do is put stuff on Instagram and, like, say stuff. It's like, why don't you go do something, homie? When was the last time you got up and did something? I didn't see you sign up at the well for their missions trip. That's right. Shoot. That's right. And just fun fact, me and uh, me and wife, uh, me and Abby are going to be going to Greece next year working with refugees. 
what yeah you guys picked the nicest place dude dude it's not dude <laughs> the I, greek islands are gorgeous no dude there's this um one specific island lesbos um you can go ahead and again you can youtube it look it up there's a refugee camp it was a ex it used to be a prison and so what they did they renovated the place it's only supposed to fit three thousand i think 1800 people maybe two thousand it's got over 10,000 people there. Oh, my gosh. They, they have huge problems with abductions and sex trafficking. That's crazy. Yeah, and there's a group that we're taking over there. The girls are going to be helping out with self-defense, Krav Maga. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, again, because women and children often prove to be the most uh, helpless in those kinds of situations. And what we're going to be doing, we're going to be building tents and stuff like that for families that are going to be coming in. Syria is becoming more and more destabilized, which is terribly, terribly heartbreaking. Um, but again, instead of while complaining and while calling for justice is going out and doing something too. And it's not, it's not one or the other. It's both. And I think that's cool. Yeah. Good, good on you guys. We're doing it. Yeah. See, at least you guys are doing something about it. Yeah, so I give you permission to post stuff, <laughs> even though I think it's super annoying when people post political stuff. Yeah. It's, it, I do post political stuff, but again, that's well, why that's why I don't have an Instagram. <laughs> yeah, but I, I should have said this a lot earlier, but I'll just say it right now. Uh, the word politics comes from the word polis in Greek, which means city. And so, anytime you're concerned of the about the happenings of the city, um, that's you're doing politics. And who inhabits cities? Peoples. So anything having to do with people, having to do with cities, you are doing politics. And so it's going to be impossible for anybody not to do politics or not to get political. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what we said at the beginning was like, yeah. you, if you're going to teach the Bible, you can't avoid politics. Nope. My issue is just when you start trying to influence the, the issues, I'm using air quotes for the issues, whether it's immigration, gun control, abortion, gay marriage, anything like that. It's like, dude, come on, bro. Yeah, but I still, th- I, I do think that you should address uh, injustice, though. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, if if you want to address injustice yeah. in the Bible, that's fine. What about injustice in America? You'd have to give me context. Um, uh, let's say, uh, we'll just take the some of the latest headlines. Um, so it's happened a couple times where African Americans have been inside their homes and gotten shot to death. Oh, I just saw that, that, uh... But she went to jail. It happened again. Didn't she? No. Well, what? she went to jail and only got, I think, 10 years. But it's happened again. There's a second occurrence of Dang, it. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah that's, that's in injustice. That's that's sad, dude. I don't even I don't even know the whole story. I just know a cop walked into the wrong apartment and shot the dude because he was black. Right? Yep. Thought it was her apartment. That's crazy. Found out she was racist as well. But yeah, it's, it's happened a second time in Dallas. That's nuts, or dude. Or Fort Worth. Yeah, I only saw that one. I was just like, what the heck? Was she drunk? Probably she had to have been on something. It just does not so make sense. How do you just sense. walk into somebody else's apartment? That's Ex- weird. Abby explained it well to me. She was saying that if you're in a, in a like, because you know how certain complexes all look the same? Like, yeah. yours kind of all look the same on the outside. And so if you're just kind of walking and if you're exhausted, if you had a 12, 14, 16 hour shift, which a lot of cops do, have these super long shifts and you're just exhausted and you're just walking in. If on the outside it kind of looks the same, you're like, oh crap. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like, well, I guess the door was open. Wouldn't wouldn't yeah. that be like a maybe that's that's a, that's a possibly why she had freaked out. But again, it's yeah, I don't know. That's weird. I mean, I've done that in in cars. Like I've gone in the parking lot and there was a car that looked exactly like mine, and I tried to open it. Yeah, <laughs> same. You know, I've I've done that. But dude, like some she had to have been on something, dude. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know. 
But yeah, I mean, if you want to preach about injustice, that's fine. Yeah. But when I don't, I mean, I don't know. Like, is there something going on with it though? Like, she, she just got away scot free. Uh, she got a lightened sentence because she showed that showed that she was penitent, and uh, the family had extended forgiveness to her. Oh, that's well. Geez. Dig this though. Felicity Huffman gets fourteen days in prison. There was an African American woman who had. Uh, um, she was homeless, had said she lived within a certain dis- school district. The school found out that she wasn't, and then she's, she's now in prison for five years. That's weird. And Felicity Huffman, get, Huffman gets 14 days for, 15, for paying $15,000 to get SAT scores, for, uh, better SAT scores for a kid. That's that lady, the, what's her name? Yeah, William H. Macy's wife. Not M. Becky. Is that M. Becky? No, that's, she's still waiting trial, but. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's an injustice, but I yeah. mean, I don't think there's anything in the Bible that says like we need to go protest Felicity Huffman, is there? No, but there is an Amos five where you turn away the needy at the gate, where you're now um, there's an imbalance in between who gets justice and who doesn't. Yeah, but it's not. I don't know. See, because it's not like. I mean, what are we gonna do about that? How many people have lied about what school district their kids are in? This lady got five years. This lady got five years that's in prison. That's crazy. That's the only reason why. That's that's why she was supposedly stealing an education. Huh. And huh. Then again, you have this whole debacle go on with, going on with Hollywood actors, people with money, paying off to get their kids into college, getting them into good schools, universities, paying a hefty amount. Yeah, that's lying. This that's whole scheme crazy, going on, dude. and they're getting slaps on the wrist. I don't even. Yeah, like I don't even know how I'm gonna pay for my kids' freaking college. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, haven't played lacrosse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sports but nobody wants to play. I mean, I don't know if like, what is the church supposed to do about that kind of situation? Point it out. Well, I mean, I I feel like everybody kind of agrees. Like, dude, that sucks. Yeah. You know, I I mean, I don't know what else. Yeah. you want to do. Like, if you want to go. So, I don't know what you want to do about it. Uh, criminal justice reform. Yeah, I mean, it's... The system's all messed up, dude. Oh, yeah. It's really bad. I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, and then that's just, why, again, one story, because you could talk about prison reform, too. Yeah. Oh, that's, all, that's a hot mess, too. Yeah. How in the world do you have prisons making so much money? <sighs> I don't know, man. And then it just... It's... Yeah. But, I mean... That's something you could talk about about injustice, but you can't sway somebody to vote for something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's kind of like where I'm at. It's like, okay, yeah, that's I I totally agree with everything you're saying. Like that sucks. That's mm-hmm. terrible, dude. The system's flawed in a lot of ways. But I mean, what is what are we gonna do? Like, you can't. I just don't think a pastor should be saying like, hey, vote for this person because they're they're for this. You know what I mean? What if we have conversations saying, hey, we vote for um, Jimmy Neutron over here? That's fine, dude. If you want to talk to your congregation after and you guys have, you, if your church has like a coffee shop or something. <laughs> you just want to hear about the Bible on Sundays. Dude, that's yeah. all. I don't even want to hear about the Bible on Sunday, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you want to hear about? I, do, I, don't, I just want to hear the congregation worshiping God. That's it. Oh, that's right. That's all I want to hear. Yeah, that's right. You just want... Just, just singing, just flags. Doesn't even have to be music. singing, dude. Just like go in there and like everybody just appreciate God and let them know that we love them so 
daggone much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> That's it, dude. And Wave like, the flags. Like I said, if you want to have a little, you know, 13-year-old Jewish boy go up there and give a couple of the shim and shamans, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you have a scripture reading and then just keep it moving. Yeah, but like, dude, for me, that's that's what a worship service should be on, on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Or evening or afternoon, whatever you do it. Yeah. There's a church down the street. They have church at three. Jeez. But <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> Good luck, church down the street. <laughs> <laughs> that's a hard time but i'm just saying dude that's like that's all that's all it's for yeah so i don't know that, that's that i can dig it yeah see i, I knew you agreed with me Dompy. <laughs> did you ever talk to your pastor about not doing sermons for a month no, no i will talk about it to him about it though uh, well if he's we have a teaching meeting coming up so i'll mention it yeah well if he's listening let him know mm-hmm. yeah i'll mention it yeah okay i just think dude i'm just saying man like think about what you go to church for on sunday yeah. Not just you. I'm talking about everybody out there. Like, really just sit down and, like, just think about it for a second. Like, I'm supposed to be coming here to worship God. That's it. Not to feed myself. That's why, dude, those freaking worship songs piss me off, dude. <laughs> why? What do you mean? All these songs about, like, Jesus is my girlfriend and he's so beautiful <laughs> and God, I need this and I need this and I need you to touch me right now. Like no, that's not mm. what you're there for, homie. What about it? What if it's uh, Lord? I need you. Again, it's I need you. Stop making it about you. That's not <laughs> what you're there for. How about you need me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, Dompy. That's what it's for. You're gonna sing to the Lord. You need me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought you were saying like God was saying you need me. No, I was saying that you say shout to the Lord. You need me. No, dude. I'm just saying, man. Like, dude, you go there to worship. Yeah. A worship song is supposed to be like telling God how great he is. Yeah. The creator of the universe. The star breather God. The star breather. This big, huge God out there. like, And we're over here saying, God, I'm feeling sad. Can you touch me and make me cry? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Stop it. Yeah, that was, that was Phil Wickham's first album. Oh, dude. That was a good one. Oh, man. Phil Wickham. But that wasn't really like a worship album. That was like a personal <laughs> album of just his so- love songs to God. You know what I mean? That's the Psalms. Exactly. That's not a worship. Like, he's not like, getting a congregation together. <laughs> <laughs> when he made that album, he was just saying, hey, guys, I'm struggling with grace. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, we, we were digressing a little bit. Um, just that's all I'm saying, Dumpy, is pastors, check yourself. Check <laughs> yourself, dude. You know what I'm going to start doing, dude? I'm going to start, huh. like, maybe churches can hire me. To do what? <laughs> See to what just, they need to check on? Yeah, dude. I'll just sit in the back with a notepad and just be like, dude, like, this is what you did wrong. This is what you did wrong. <laughs> 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 like, that song needs to get out of your playlist. Tell your worship leader to throw that song out. <laughs> 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 or like, oh, you talked about this. You shouldn't have said that. And, you know, I, th- I think I... Uh, dude, you know what? Actually, I think there is like an organization that does that. Yeah. And then you, know, you pay pretty good money for yeah. this too. Yeah. I'll, I'll do it for just a meal. <laughs> just buy me lunch after i don't care yeah <laughs> of course your advice is gonna be i think you guys should just stop doing sermons <laughs> well dude like all right we, that's another topic that's dude. A, yeah we're gonna have to say that one because that's it's ridiculous dude like the sermons that these people are preaching is it's ridiculous if it's not gospel based and we're talking about what jesus did for you then stop it <laughs> 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 then stop it dude 
Save it for Thursday night or Wednesday night, whenever you meet yeah, during the week. Save it for the small group. That's my that's my my deal, dude. It's like it's the Sunday it's the Sunday morning sermon that that gets to me. Yeah. So I don't know. Also, background noise provided by uh, Winston. Shout out to Winston Lamone. Hey, we didn't sh- uh, give a shout out. We'll do it at the end. We'll do it right now. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, um, I don't know, Dumpy. I don't like it. Keep the politics off the pulpit. Keep it straight to the Bible, homie. That's what I'm saying, Dummy. <laughs> I I think I I mean I think by the end of it I agree that yeah it just takes too much nuance, too much conversation to just be like hey just do this and that's never a good idea. Yeah, well like I said, if we eliminate sermons on Sundays, then we have a better chance. <laughs> There's a shot. There's a shot. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, let us know, guys, what you think about what we're talking about if you're a pastor out there and you would love to come and argue with us or at least me (laughs) 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 i think you'll be on team down p for that one um let us know man (laughs) i'm always i'm always down to to learn you know i always tell i tell lauren like hey i may not be right all the time but i'm passionate enough to let you hear my opinion (laughs) (laughs) we're trying (laughs) we're trying i only argue when i'm right anyways that's what i tell you so um yeah so uh hit us up guys instagram um yeah they do dms right that's what it is yes direct messages yeah i'm old dude i don't know what that stuff is the i'm DMs. not a techie guy yeah hit us up guys tell your friends tell your family members tell your pastors that there's this dude on the interweb that is talking crap you need <laughs> <to hear. laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh man yeah, so we'll, we'll leave it there, Don P. I think I think that was uh, pretty productive. Yeah. I think you got your point across. Hopefully. If not, we'll give it another shot next time. Yeah. I mean, hey, we got like two months of election election talk, so. Yeah, I'm, we got till no next November, so. I'm sure I'm sure it'll come up again. <laughs> yeah, eventually. But yeah, for uh, the Cynics and Saints podcast, we uh, we have a shout out, Dumpy. Yeah, uh, shout out. He wasn't. He's probably not going to be expecting it, but shout out to Danny. Um, he had sent me a few messages. Uh, just yeah, lots of support, lots of love for the podcast. So uh, shout out to you, Danny. Keep on uh, lifting, uh, keep on chugging. He was out. Yeah, he was actually the one who's uh, very pro gun. So oh, there you go. Yeah. Tell him, hey, anytime you want to go to the range, guy, hit me up. I'm down. We'll, maybe we'll uh, we'll take Dom. Try to convince him again. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, shout out to Danny. Yes. Danny is his name. He, um, yeah, man, keep telling your friends if you like it. Let everybody know what's going on. Um, and shout out to Nipolis Navarro out there. <laughs> <laughs> Nipolis, you know who you are. He's a big fan. He's been listening since the beginning, so shout out to him. We love you, Nipolis, wherever you are. Whatever, out there somewhere. Whatever you're up to. <laughs> we have to stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah so for cynics and saints podcast hit us up peace we're out of here <laughs>